another episode of Rotten Reviews. I hope you're all doing well. I'm doing good. I am recording this in my car. The power is out, so I'm just sitting in my car, just <laughs> vibing in the darkness. So I hope everybody's doing well. I'm doing alright. But yes, um, it's been a minute, but we back at it. I keep saying that. It's like my catchphrase. It's been a minute. It's going to be my catchphrase. I wonder if I can trademark. It's been a minute. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> anyway, in today's episode, we're going to talk about the new Halloween end that just dropped. The new, the third entry in this new David Gordon Green Halloween trilogy. And it's been a trilogy of highs and lows. The first one that came out in 2018 was like really, it was really damn good. I'm thinking... Man, if we have some, some heat on our hand, this movie was really good. And then Halloween Kills came out, and it took a step back. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe when ends come out, everything will wrap around, and it'll it'll make it worth it. And two, the second would just be kind of mid, but one and three are gonna be the ones that do it. Is that the case for Halloween ends? You'll see in this review. So. This one takes place, I think, about four years after the first one, after the second one. Because in the second one, Lori's sister, it's not so, Lori's daughter gets killed by Michael. And he goes into hiding. Excuse me. And now the town is, they're scared, they're wondering, every Halloween, they wonder, is it going to come back? Is it going to come back? Oh, Lord. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Word is he gonna come back? Is this the night he come back? Is this the night? So the town is in every Halloween. The town is in hysteria. They're they're hysteric, hysteric. They're scared. They're creating their own fears. Even though the boogeyman has been gone for quite some time. But that's when they kind of force their projection projections into this new guy who's introduced in the beginning of the movie but i want to say the, the beginning of this movie is really like the opening before the credit scene like the opening scene is really good you follow this kid named Corey. i think it was Corey. yeah Corey, who's like babysitting this other kid stuff happens he, he accidentally kills the kid the parents of the kid sees it stuff happens powder car which is a beautiful opening scene it is amazing the music the far side and the music that the halloween theme John Carpenter put his soul into this theme song. Him and his son, I think, worked on it. Put his, put their soul into this opening theme. Each one, what I like about the Halloween theme, each one of them is different from the last one. Like the first, like the first one is, is more synth heavy. The second one has like a choir in it, and the third one has like more drum and bass. It's it's, it's amazing. The opening theme for every for each one of these trilogies. It's different, and they're all amazing. They're great. It's one of the, the best themes in horror cinema, in, in movie cinema. Honestly, you gotta put it up there. It's amazing. The Halloween, the Michael Myers Halloween theme is fantastic. <coughs> Excuse me. So, like I was saying, you got this new kid, Corey, who accidentally kills a kid, and everybody in town is like, oh, you're a freak, blah, 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 this, this, and this. He's trying to stay on up up and narrow you know he made a mistake he's trying to live with the mistake he made and try to become a better person because of it but nobody they just won't let that night go they're just they won't do it and people just tired just keep fucking with him 
they won't let my man live. I mean, I kind of understand, you know, somebody accidentally kills a child, they're going to catch hell, but and they're, they're trying to repent for that. For if it's, it's, it's a, it was a mistake, and he's trying to just live his life, but man, time won't let him. And then, you know, at one point, he, he sees Michael. This is gonna, oh, before I say that, this is going to be some spoilers. This is full spoilers, by the way. I should have said at the beginning of the episode. Full spoilers. Full on spoilers. So he just one night, some kids, bully, just fuck him up, draw him over a bridge. He runs into Michael Myers. And I don't know why Michael doesn't kill him. I guess he looked into his eyes and saw what he's what he is like damn you just like me for real so he just keeps him with him and i guess michael teaches him how to kill and then you know we got laurie and whatnot but that's the premise of the movie i don't know that's the premise of the movie basically it's it's similar it's halloween it's the movie takes some notes from halloween 3 in the fact that michael is barely in this movie he's maybe in it for like 10 minutes at most. The main killer is Corey. Like, Michael gets a kill. He gets about two kills, but the main one doing it is, is Corey. Because he's like, you know what? The town is painting me out to be a monster. They're putting all their fear and projections onto me. So I'm going to just become what they fear. So he becomes like, he becomes a killer. He put he even, at one point, he takes the mask from Michael and, and puts on jumpsuit. And going like a little killing spree, a mini, a mini killing spree, which, which I will say is a really cool part of the movie. But he does, uh, he like kills to keep people who like drew him over the bridge. There was some cool kills. Uh, he like blowtorch one kid dude in the face. Oh, it's nasty. He kills a radio DJ. You like see his tongue fall on the record by the spins. Oh, it's gruesome. It's gruesome. And then at the end, he kills himself because you know. He loves. He falls in love because he falls in love with um Lori's granddaughter, and Lori's granddaughter is like, "You're too scared of Michael." Blah blah blah. You date Corey just like him, and you know she sees him down the body with Lori over him. She she goes kind of like, "Ah, oh, get away from me!" Blah. It's something that happened. But anyway, I'm all over the goddamn place. How do y'all listen to this? Jesus Christ! How do y'all be listening to reviews? I'm all over the place. There's no structure to the reviews. I'm just talking. <laughs> but anyway, but honestly, I would say that's what kind of, that's where sort of the good stuff ends. Is seeing kind of Corey kind of just delve deeper and deeper into like this, I guess, dark persona that he has in him. Because at one point, the, the son, the dad of the son he has nearly killed said. I knew Corey's all his life. He's he was a good kid, but after that night, after what happened, he just he didn't see the kid that that wasn't in him anymore. It's like he's just not there. He just saw he said he saw these soulless dark eyes every time you saw him after he got out. He said after he got out of prison, he said he saw these dark eyes and just over time, shit. After the time that kept fucking with him, he starts slowly going to a more manic evilness whatever but overall there is some there is some good stuff in this movie like the camera work is nice it looks looks nice looks pretty but man there's some i don't know man i don't know how i feel about this one like the dialogue 
is not that good. And I know I know it's a slasher. And I know oh it's a horror movie. Dialing House of You Go. Well yeah. Listen, one day Halloween has and some of these even some of these other slashers is pretty decent good dialogue. Like the twenty eighteen one has some good has some good some good lines. Halloween kills didn't. But even in this one, Halloween is it just all over the place. It felt it felt like kind of corny, and it felt like you. It felt like they had. To, they wanted you to believe. They wanted you to. I'm trying to think of the words. Like you see the way people treated Corey. They kind of forced that, and made it more overly abundant. Like there's a scene when Laurie comes out the the guy in the grocery store after seeing one of her friends. And buying some groceries, she sees a lady from whose sister was attacked by Michael from the second movie, and she was the lady was like, "What you smiling about? Because of you, Michael Myers attacked my sister." And I'm like, "Well, damn, that's that's not a way to, to approach somebody in, in person. That's that's it, it's just stuff like that." And then with the DJ, he was like, who 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 was talking to Lori's granddaughter and Corey, who were just walking around. He was like, "Hey, get the, hey, get the fuck off my property, blah blah." I'm like, it's so, I don't know. It's just not that good. It's it's just not very well written, and it felt like they wanted you to hate the people in the movie because even though even like the bully, they're so just they're like the the typical Stephen King kid bullies who are just over exaggerated mean just just cuz just cuz you didn't want to feel bad for him for when they eventually are are killed and cut up some other problems i have with the movie i wish i wish they delved into i guess the more supernatural or into a more like how did michael live for four years under a goddamn bridge by himself what was he doing was he eating rats that makes was he just under chilling? Why is he so weak? Why is he still alive from all these cuts he had in his Halloween kills? Like, um, it doesn't make it doesn't really make any sense. He's just there under this bridge, just cooling like red hot chili peppers under the bridge. He nigga just chilling, doing nothing. I'm like, you've been here for four years, ain't nobody see you. You just been hiding out, vibing. He had the same jumpsuit, mask, and everything. The knife was was rusty. I'm like, you just been here the entire time, doing nothing. I find that hard to believe. It, it, <clears throat> the movie felt like it, they didn't know what to do with Michael in this movie. Cause in the first one, he would just he just he just got in Haddonfield by circumstance, and he was kind of forced into Lord. He was forcibly bought to Lori. In the second movie, he just wanted to go home. And just relive where he where he grew up. And this one is like, well, fuck it. What we gonna have Michael do? Well, I don't know. We gotta have him fight Laurie somehow. Uh, it just, I felt like the movie would have been better if not better, but more if it either focused more on Corey becoming like Michael, or seeing just or just have Michael just straight up be in the movie more, and Corey be the red herring. To Michael's, to Michael's eventual comeback, but they're like a tag team. Apparently, Michael saw Corey, like, "Hey, bro, I see potential in you." And it just—I don't know. Like, like I said with the supernatural shit, 
Like, they know they in other movies, they bring up Michael being just pure evil, not a man at all. I should have delved into that, actually. Because <clears throat> there's, like, a scene where Michael stabs a dude, and he felt like he got all his strength back. And Corey had, like, this huge cut on his hand with a Band-Aid. And, like, after he killed him, he would, like, unwrap the Band-Aid and look at his hand. And I'm like, wait, is the killing healing him and Michael? That's not explained. He just does it. Like, if I understand... At first, I low-key dawned when Michael looked at him, he was, like, transferring his soul into Corey. Because that would have been... That sounds ridiculous, but that would have been fucking cool. I, like, hey... I like yo. What is the what in the cult adorn bull crap is this? But that tell me that wouldn't have been cool if when Michael saw Corey like, hey bro, I'm gonna take over your body. And he just transferred his soul into Michael, you no know, to, to Corey and just started. He young again. He, he young. He in his prime. He about to go on a spree. But it it doesn't explain any of that. It doesn't explain why him and Michael like but BFFs. I keep saying it because you know Michael saw something in them but it, it's really only it only implied that it's not flat out said even and then like I said when Michael stabs dude it's like he gets all his strength back somehow and the movie just it's all over the place it's just uh, it's all over the place it's just it's not bad I give it credit for taking the risk of having the movie focus more focus on another character than then Michael, but at the same time, it's Halloween. We, we came to see Michael, and it just either have Michael, I guess, killed early on and then have more focus on the dude, or just I don't know, go all in with the Corey character because have Corey in here and then have him keep going back to Michael for like advice on how to kill people. Just I don't, eh, I don't know. I will say at the end though, when Lori kills Michael, and they drove him, they parade his body in the street to show that he's dead, and they drove him in a wood chipper, and his body's all like chopped up. That's fucking amazing. That was amazing. They're like, all right, we want to make sure this man is dead, dead. Like Lori made sure she cut his wrist open, slit his neck open. She like, nah, this ain't enough. Let's draw him in a wood chipper. <laughs> let's draw his body into one of those grinders where he like grinds up and just have his body just blow up into bits that was cool I, I give him credit for just straight up doing that cause a lot of horror movies don't do that but that was that was that was cool I give him credit for that excuse me but overall it, it just overall the movie it just eh, it, good thing it's on Peacock so you don't have to pay money to go see it but even then, I don't know. The movie's about, I think it's just two hours. So if you have, I guess, an afternoon, I guess watch it at home. But I wouldn't say go out there and watch it now. Just, I guess, if you're bored in the house, if you haven't seen it yet, and you're just interested in how it ended, ends, and how everything played out. Because even though I just spoiled the entire movie for you, there's a lot of stuff I haven't really mentioned. If you want to see it play out the way it is, if you have afternoon just chill in the house watch it but other than that I can't really recommend this one honestly this this it's not some old bullshit cause there's some stuff in there I like but it's not one I'll watch again so 
about a low rental, about a about a four out of five, not four out of five, about a four out of ten. It's, I don't know. It's it's oh shit, what was that? Sorry, it's not for me. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's just compared to Halloween 2018 and even Halloween Kills, which was kind of stupid, but at least that movie had a body count. This one barely has one. I think maybe like six people, not six, about, maybe about six, seven people get get lit up. Other than that, yeah, it's whatever. It's forgettable. We'll, we'll forget about it in the next 20 years when they eventually reboot the series again. Because they will, they will do that. We will get another Halloween movie about 20 years. And I'll take them, if I have children my dinner, I'll take them to see that one too. But anyway, this has been the episode of Rotten Reviews. Uh, thank you all for watching and, not watching, listening. Well, I guess watching too. I'm eventually going to post these on YouTube one day. Anyway, thank you all for taking your time out to listen to me ramble about nothing. Until next time, peace out.